Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to October 2021. And we invite you for a spectacular night and reflections of our most beloved holiday of the year. This is Fright Talk, folks. And you're here with the one and only Billy B.J. Jones and Nadim Tabsh. And we're the Fright Talk guys. And we are so delighted to have you here with us tonight. This live podcast, Friday, October 8th, 2021. At any time you'd like to speak with us, please call us. We'd love to hear your voices, even if they're frightful, at 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. We know you're shy and you prefer to inbox us or listen to this podcast after the fact. We're good with that, too, by the way. But our options are as follows. Everyday folks, listen at gmail.com, frighttalkguys at gmail.com, or hit the DM up on NTABSH, N-T-A-B-S-C-H, or our Fright Talk Guys Instagram in case you want to DM us with any of your questions or comments. Tonight's show is about Fright Talk, the history of Halloween. Halloween is now a celebrated holiday around the world. The American tradition of the season continues to raise the bar with its numerous haunted attractions, scary movies, and ghost tours. What is the history of, Hall- of Halloween? And where is that history headed in the future? We're so glad you're here tonight for the show. What do you think, Nadine? You know, Billy, it's October. The spirits are stirring. My Mm -hmm. gothic heart is happy. (laughs) I am so happy that we are in the spooky season. Folks, we really, we we wait for this all year. We really, it's, it's fall. You see all those wonderful shows are coming out. You know, every Netflix, Hulu, Hulu has their Halloween. All these great things that are coming out, and really, this is I wish it could be like this all year round, right? All this spooky stuff needs to be year round. Why do I have to wait a whole year to watch the things that I like that gets uh, the chill factor up? So, very much looking forward to it, Billy. And we have such an interesting topic. We did this show last year, and it was absolutely mm-hmm. it. So, um, as you say, our Fright Squad asked us to bring it back, right? And the history of Halloween, and we all have our own individual histories of Halloween. Let me say this, Billy. Do you believe that Halloween, let's put the pandemic and COVID aside for a moment. Do you think Halloween is more enjoyable now, today, than it was in the early 2000s, 90s, 80s, etc.? I believe that it is just as fun today as it was before. And I'll tell you why. Today... Then we were able to enjoy the season in a moment with the classics that were then popping in the time. Costumes and manufacturing options and technology were at their state where they should be at that point. So we got the latest in those times. What's different today, Nadine, that I'm so grateful is that not only can I celebrate it in our community, but we can also get views of what that looks like in other communities via social media, YouTube videos. I find myself at night 
watching YouTube walkthroughs and haunts that people are doing in their houses. It just makes me feel so good just to watch the, not just the nation, the world embracing Halloween in, in, in the way it is. So I think today, the beauty of today is that we get that extra voyeuristic um, point of view because technology right. affords it. Yeah, that's an excellent perspective. I, you know, I believe you're right. Technology has definitely helped us kind of immerse ourselves more if we want to. There's definitely more mm-hmm. options on things to watch. And there's more options on things to read only because more time has passed, right? So more things have come out as well. And I think people have gotten very creative with the haunted houses and the hay rides and so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with you. I think that perhaps the options are a little bit more open now perhaps than before uh, because of that technology component and also because I feel that given circumstances, people have had to get more creative. Indeed. And the history of Halloween goes back over 2,000 years ago. As, we, as I've, we've learned over the years, you know, the Celts had a fascination. Most of the origins of the basis of Halloween originated through the Celts um, celebration. And, you know, the Celtic celebration of the Samhain was one, Samhain, which is one of the most celebrated um, times or periods. It was actually celebrated on November 1st. But then what's happened is that the, the, the Celtic belief of, of Halloween actually was kind of creepy, actually. Because at one point, the idea of tricks, for instance, uh-huh. um, you know, the, the, number one, the idea of a day where the dead and the living could coexist or mingle or the line between would be almost obscure, that definitely starts there. It also right. was a, 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 a mark before the bitter wintry cold. And so as harvest came or harvest was lost, the winter came to, that took that away. And so they often felt there was a very spiritual, the spiritual aspect to um, living in, in that particular period. And so folks would often do these things and these traditions in order to kind of, I guess, make the dead and to appease the dead so that they could have great yeah. harvests and options for, for living, for the, obviously for the living. What's even more interesting is this. I think what's happened today is that within it, watched a documentary last night, Nadine, and it broke down very beautifully what I just described. It was on YouTube, and it was a beautiful documentary by History Channel. And one of the things they talked about was not only that origin, they talked about witches. The yeah. segments of the segment of witches, they brought in the idea of modern day because they had to bring it to the postmodern. Correct. And right. I think cat, cats were also incorporated there, like different animals. And so it was, and I got through just about half of it. But I have to tell you that the Celtic belief was quite fascinating. And the idea of ghosts, you know, every community, I can't think of one community that doesn't have ghosts as a focus because we all are so in tune with what mortality and life mean. So definitely the Celts 2,000 years ago gave us a taste, but what we have today is so remixed. It is. It is. And and the Celts, what they did was they would actually put fruits and vegetables and things outside their door in hopes to ward off the ghosts, so on and so forth. They would wear masks to ward off the ghosts and to appease the ghosts, as you said, they would leave these things out, there's items outside of their home. And this is where we get trick-or-treating from, right? So you know how it is. You you grab this, like that game telephone. Right. You send one message and the message changes to someone, something else and so on and so forth. I think the exact same thing happened with Halloween. And there's different ways that we can celebrate it. You know, as we... As, as we bring or come to in a modern-day American point of view of Halloween, 
it's important that we recognize that the American tradition obviously is the one that had the most dramatic impact. I would also say European, obviously, but the American right. tradition of Halloween definitely cemented it in such a, a more um, sophisticated way where to this day, others around the globe look to America and as well as Europe for its celebration of Halloween. And I think All Saints Day, as many would say, you know, the Day of Souls and Angels and Devils, folks dressing up, it was part of the Celtic tradition to, to honor and, and appease the dead. But what's happened today is that you get so many options of that. And more than dressing up, I think it's one of those nights when you could masquerade um, and, and be anything you want to be. No one will criticize you or ridicule you because you could do whatever you want, whether how gruesome, how how provocative or how funny or humorous it could be. It's that one night that we could become something else that we're not, and that's okay. Because the day after, we can go back to our normal selves. So Halloween right. gives us that, that, that escape right. ticket. That release, yeah. You, you know, Billy, there's something about I, – I want to bring this up. There's something that bothers me. And okay. It's that a lot of people who say they don't celebrate Halloween – will say no because I'm a Christian or no because I'm a Catholic and so on and so forth. But what bothers me about that is that it's an ignorant statement because Halloween is a religious holiday and that's the way it started. It was designated All Saints Day by the Pope, Pope Gregory III. And so that's the, that part has always kind of bothered me. It's in no way to make fun or make light of anybody's religion. It's just that if you're going to make a broad statement like that, I don't celebrate Halloween because yeah. my religion religion doesn't allow me and I'm a Christian or I'm a Catholic, I would then tell you to do your own due diligence and research because it started as a religious holiday, not some sort of holiday to hail Satan or anything like that. That's a very good point, Nadim. I agree. I remember coming up in my early days of going on my horror night trip, some of my friends in college would not go because, oh no, I spoke to my mom and this is, you know, because we go to church and I had to talk to my pastor. I'm like, are you kidding me? And, and, right. and I was like, okay, I, at the end of the day, we're just going to have a good time. It's not a big deal. Some of the folks right. that we know, Nadim, who we, you and I collectively know who are in our more immediate circles today, a couple of them ha- had that issue back in the day. And I said yeah. to them, I said, at the end of the day, are you going to live for you or other people? And so yeah. it, it doesn't change your heart and what you do. I think it Correct. just provides yeah. the horror. The beauty about horror is this, and Halloween is, is a great um, push for this. And that is we can, we can address – horror allows us to face our greatest fears, challenge those fears, whether they be re, in reality-based or fanatical. So it allows us to really find an understanding of human fear. And it could be from the most basic things, such as the fear of cotton or clowns, right, or more sophisticated like clowns, to the right. more sophisticated fear of death or the unknown. And so, you know, horror through Halloween's lenses, it helps us understand that. It gives an outlet for those things. And so, and we have to give props to the Edgar Allan Poe's, the Lovecraft's, the yeah. Flannery O'Connor's, yeah. you know, the ones, who, the Shirley Jackson's who walked before, who really give us an understanding of what that means and where it, what it could be, especially for this new generation that's pop, that's, that's out today, our, our youngest generation who now has Halloween at a whole other remix level, courtesy TikTok yeah. and Instagram right. and all these other spaces of what it should look like. Yeah, and, you know, moving with the times, right? So we know that there's going to be more, uh, the younger generation will have more of that social media content when it comes to Halloween and things like that, that they can immerse themselves in. But, Billy, I remember thoroughly, and you could buy 
almost anything online. I remember thoroughly enjoying going to Halloween stores and looking at masks uh, that you couldn't find year-round because you couldn't just order it online at that time, right? And so I remember that, like, being an experience. What am I going to wear for Halloween? I want to be this character. It was typically a horror uh, or scary character. And I remember, you know, wanting that 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 thrill of the hunt of am I going to be able to find my, you know, the costume I want? Am I going to be able to afford the mask that I want? It was just an experience. And I, I really enjoyed that. And I hope that experiences like that are not uh, taken away or changed too much going forward. Mm, That's a good point. I will share it was not until the turn of the 19th century, you know, from 18th to 19th century or 20th century. Well, actually 1800. So, yeah, so that'd be 19th century. So turn of the 19th to 20th century, there was a strong Americanized version of celebrating Halloween to what we know it, know it as today. And what's interesting is that the pranks, a lot of folks don't realize this, but the pranks that, you know, people back in, you know, in the, in the 1800s and 1900s, early 19 to mid 1900s, the kids saw it as an opportunity to be very mischievous. And so as a result, right. they would do these pranks and the trick-or-treating that we know today that before was Celtic and appeasing those spirits or souls. Now today, it's like, I'll give you a trick or, you know, trick or treat. You give it a treat. I won't trick you. I won't egg your house. I won't do these things, right, which were common back in the, you know, in, in the 20th, early 20th century. And these parties then were also very focused. It was a focus on apple, um, bobbing for apples. I don't know if you ever did mm-hmm. that in these. We bought for apples. There was right. candy apples. There was the. You probably went through elementary. We were allowed to dress up for Halloween in elementary. Correct. I'm not Correct. sure if that's allowed today. You know, like the parade through the school and costume. There was trick or treating, and then as we began begin to realize that the world was unsafe, when we get to the 80s, we start seeing even more um, drastic um, uh, attacks on children. You know, from pedophilia yeah. and murders and the like. I think John right. Walsh's story really helped influence that himself. Yeah. And yeah. his emergence from that story. Well, as a result of that, now kids are trick-or-treating in malls. Candy were yeah. unsafe, so people were taking to fire stations to get x-rayed. So there was Correct. this idea yeah. that now Halloween is so evil because the evil people can hide in, sh- in, this, in, this, in wolves and sheep's clothing among us, right? And right. so, but we, one thing I just wanted to say, one final thought on witches. The fact that witches were given a chance... Interesting enough, in the Celtic tradition, poor women never got, they always got the short end of the stick. And then you get over to the new colonies and uh, the new colonies of America, these women were persecuted, they were subjugated. You know, any woman who was considered an outcast, you didn't have kids, you lived more, um, you were unmarried, you lived away from society, and you did different things, you were called out. And what's even more so is that their domestic jobs, like, the idea of a broom, well, now it could be ridden, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know, cats often, you know, because cats still were coming over. They weren't as domesticated as we have them now. A lot of folks still have fears towards cats. You can't see the muscle, facial muscles and things like that. So now they become this other iconic figure and the, from the Victorian era of what it means, the stereotypes of being a black cat, especially poor cats get the worst yeah. end of the, of the stick. And so you get all these traditions that now today – the witch is a great iconic figure, but there's so many more choices. There's so many choices. I know, more I choices. Know, I know. Uh, but you know, witches, witches are my people. I love witches. Oh, yeah. 
I love witches. And I'm not talking about folks. I hope those of you listening, when I say I love witches, I don't mean I just love how they're portrayed because I don't like how they're portrayed in particular. I think it gives witches a bad rap, which I've said a few times on the show. No, no. I love Wiccans. I love people who, who uh, celebrate that white magic and witches throughout <laughs> history. I love witches. They're, any witch I've ever met has been good people. I will say that. I uh, haven't met any witch with a long nose with a ward on it. Haven't to this day met a green witch. None of this stuff. And I have yet to find one that rides a broom flying around the sky or anything like that. You know, the idea, of, you know, for the Middle Ages is, you know, witches, you know, changing into cats, you know, being lycanthropic to change right, they're and familiar, changing right. in that regard. Yeah. It's interesting, but, you know, folks, you got to realize that ancient Egyptian um, beliefs also have influence on this as well. And so the idea, however, of breaking mirrors, you know, for spilling milk, spilling salt, there's so many like classic um, uh, superstitions, we should say, that people would um, play with. And one other thought, you know, in the early 20th century, there was this idea that if a woman lit her candle and she stood at, at midnight looking in her vanity at the candle, the silhouette of her, this, her, her future love would appear behind her. Okay, oh, that's kind of creepy. So, so some of these superstitions, I'd rather be a ghost than someone living that's creeping up behind her, or at least the idea. But these are the superstitions. Who, you know, so there, there's so many out there you know, that we can go through. Perhaps in the future, Nadine, we should probably just look at some superstitions in general. Well, listen, Billy, I know full well. I know I did, and I know full well you did. We both played Bloody Mary when we were kids. I did, and I was scared. And we, I did too, <laughs> several times. And we knew what may happen, and we did it anyway. Did you so, close your eyes the third time you said it? You like, my brother, look. close my eyes around right the bathroom. Say it. <laughs> even now, I won't say it. Why? Right. You know, here's the idea. The thing of you know, the number threes. We talked about this in an episode before. You know, from the religious aspects of the number three, the symbolism behind it, and obviously the number three as it is signified in horror and things like that. But it's interesting right. that, you know, Candyman, you can't say on three. Blood and Mary, you can't say on three. Uh-huh. Um, let's see, the Leprechaun, you get three wishes. I'm like, my gosh, poor three, right? The number three, three it's such an odd number, which signifies to me there's always some kind of odd um, outcome that is bound to happen right. for the sake of luck or greed. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And three, well, the Trinity, right? So it's three, yeah, right? The so that number Trinity. appears three. the That's Trinity, right. Right. right? So that number right. appears throughout. And a lot of a lot of horror movies or a lot of horror stories anyway play upon that number, right? Lucky number seven and stuff like that. Friday the thirteenth, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of that going on too, right? So people are superstitious of, you know, there, there's a ton of superstitions. We we should we could dedicate dedicate a few shows to just superstitions. And so, but around Halloween time. You know, around Halloween time, people have their spook up. I I, want to give credit. You mentioned some great literary minds earlier, and I want to give credit to Mr. Orson Welles. And I want to give credit because, you know, many years ago, the night before Halloween, he read The War of the Worlds. If you tuned in in the middle of the broadcast, you thought we were getting attacked by aliens. And it was the day before, I believe it was the day before or on Halloween. It was just phenomenal. Right, so I wanted to, to to show some love also to Orson Welles because I think that at that time the fact that it was around Halloween kind of helped propel things forward a little bit as well, at least for the 
the alien out of this world concepts that would come out later within Halloween. Mm. And Nadine, you just reminded us, you know, reminded me of a story that I, uh, an opportunity that took place last Sunday. I, I was part of a storytellers a workshop mm-hmm. and we were talking and, and one of the things I mentioned to the group was, you know, they found out one of the, they found out I was a professor. So they wanted to know my opinion on something. And I said, well, these scary stories come in two bases. Either there's a point of view of the character, you know, is centralized around a character, it's character driven, or it's plot driven. And plot driven is more common among children. You don't need to necessarily know who, you know, who Jack, you know, who, who Hansel and Gretel were. They were just in a bad circumstance, right? You don't really know their backstory. But when you watch the movie, you get the backstory. It's character driven. When you watch the Hansel and Gretel story, um, and they're actually mercenaries that are attacking and killing witches in the modern day version, you get a character driven story. So the power of storytelling has always transcended throughout um, the, the history of Halloween. And that brings us to this reality, folks, why podcasting is now part of that tradition. Even right. though we're having these conversations of this nature about horror, but we're also contributing richly to that storytelling as well. And that's super exciting. And folks, this is now, we're more than a quarter way in to the show. If you want to chat with us, you can call us at 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. We've been receiving some of your comments, you know, from earlier, and we're checking the lines, and the Dean's doing the same, so we're going to go ahead and jump in some of these, right, Nadim? But those yeah. options for communicating are everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or frighttalkguys at gmail.com. Even if you email us after this back, it's okay. We'll bring it back up on the show as best we can. And then Fright Talk Guys on Instagram and in tabs, N-T-A-B-S-C-H, check them out. Send us your comments or your DMs. Yes, absolutely. You know, Billy, you weren't lying because I'm looking at this list of questions <laughs> that have been rolling in from – and, folks, so, you know, people message us throughout the week. They message Billy and they message me with questions and things that they would like us to, to answer on the show live. But what you don't know is that the actual day of the show around the afternoon time, we start getting rolling questions start coming in, just series, series of questions from different people all over the place. And we're going to do our best to answer them because we do have a lot uh, of questions here. So, uh, Billy, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. And I am going to go with this question from Jules. And thank you, Jules, for your question. And this is a, it's an interesting question because I don't think mm-hmm. it's one that, that would we would expect to be asked. But she wants to know... What do we not like about Halloween? I don't like when people misjudge and people come with the religiosity that suns the holiday. It goes back to what you said earlier. If I like it, it doesn't make me, I'm not an evil person. I'm not a murderer. I just love and want to celebrate fear and the things that are unknown that really creep everybody out. But some people feel more creeped out to talk about it than others. So I don't like about I don't like when people downplay the holiday and only look at it for its evil instead of looking at it for its creative fascination. What about you? Well, you know it's hard, right? Because we love so much about Halloween. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess one of my pet peeves would be that if somebody says, you know, well I don't celebrate it or uh, Halloween for religious reasons, I respect everybody's beliefs. I, I may think it's BS, but I respect everybody's belief, if that's your argument. If you say that you don't right. celebrate it because we don't want to, 
or maybe your specific religion, whatever sect of religion that is says so. But I don't like that uh, Halloween is played out a lot of places in the United States, rather, a lot of places that it's somehow you are Satan worshiping or, you know, you, you, you love demons and you're celebrating that. And no, it's not about that at all. It's the enjoyment. It's the Mm -hmm. tradition of it. And I, you know, like you, Billy, I have a Gothic heart, you know, in the end of the day, I I wish it was Halloween every single day. So (laughs) that's what I don't like. I, I don't like people who I guess, um, they throw their nose in the air towards Halloween, almost like Halloween is is for misfits or riffraffs. I, I I really don't appreciate that aspect of it at all. Agreed. Oh, I love that, Nadim and Jules. Thank you for that really thought-provoking question. question. I never even thought about that. That was very great. I got one for you, Nadine. Check this out. Shout out to Fright Talk Guys. What movies are you watching this Halloween season? Ooh, that is a good one. Because there's so many good things to see, right? Okay. Yeah. So. There- and read. <laughs> and read. <laughs> and read. Okay. So there is a, a movie that I watch every single Halloween, and I never get tired of it. Every single Halloween, I watch Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. That, to me, goes without saying. I'm going to watch Trick or Treat. I saw – I rewatched it a few weeks ago. I'm going to watch it again. I'm actually interested in watching The Muppets Haunted Castle. Right, that came out on mm-hmm. Disney. I believe they came out on Disney today. It came out on Disney, um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I came. Was it today? I think it might have come out today. And so I definitely want to see that. But I also want to immerse myself in at least one '80s type, kind of cheesy, kind of not movie. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I do. There's that one component. I want to watch it or an early '90s horror movie that I kind of want to just, you know, maybe rewatch. I mean, listen, I saw, I haven't seen Leprechaun in years and I may watch it now and be like, Oh my God, this is so cheesy. But I think I want to watch something along those lines, something nostalgic along with some of the traditional things that I like to watch. What about you, Billy? I know your docket of movies and shows has to be filling up pretty quick for Halloween. Brother, man, listen, last Saturday, I beat you to the Leprechaun. It was a sci-fi marathon <laughs> on Leprechaun. And I was right. sitting here watching it, obviously, with the family, and I was rolling because I was like, okay, I, I could do this. This is going to get me started. Give me something campy and cheesy. And I did not know that Jennifer Aniston, by the way, was the girl in that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. What is she doing here, you know? And so anyhow, so I, that definitely one. I love Trick or Treat. Love that movie. Got to yeah. see it. Also, I came across recently, Dex, not only there's a Trick or Treat um, movie, obviously, but there's also a comic, a graphic novel for it. It's super cool. And uh, thanks to Nadim, I found it on Comixology, okay? So that's there. But there's one more, Nadim, that, I, that I'm sure Dex would probably appreciate as much as you will. I heard that recently the major network is going to bring back, you know, Charlie Brown's The Great Pumpkin. It's The Great Ooh, Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. And so I have the DVD here at the house for with all four holidays that was given to me as a Christmas gift for my better half. But I want to see it on TV. Like, I want to see it. I want to see every year. They wait for the great pumpkin. And spoilers, folks, 
he doesn't exist. But the point is, it's just so much fun. I'm like, these kids were able, I guess in our mind, these kids were able to do very adult things that we would never yes. have been allowed to do. <laughs> yeah, you never really see adults in those cartoons, do you? Right? Yeah, these kids you all, know, and if you do, they live by themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so I have a question here, Billy, for you from Roger44. Roger okay. says, have you guys ever worked at a haunted attraction during Halloween? Loads of fun. Yes. Not only worked, but also ran one. <laughs> so right. Roger, at my institution, if it weren't for, you know, for how uh, p- pandemic, you know, I was just telling my new student leaders, you know, this week, the dean, we would be hosting it, or next week, actually, we would be hosting the opening of the Dark Forest at Broward College. And so it's been two years since we opened it. And yes, I have, you know, from, you know, and not only that, I did it at the high school as well. We used to do it at the mall at the Kendalltown and Country Mall when there was a real mall there at one point. My Distinction Club kids from Miami Sunset High, we would put on a mega haunted house there and they would give us a free empty lot space in the mall to do it. And we would raise $5,000 in two nights. And then half the proceeds would go to United Way and the other would go to the student club's um, agency account. And so we, that was our fundraiser for the year. We didn't have to do anything else. So I haven't worked at it yet. And also for Dustin and Bill, absolutely, Roger, at least eight or nine times in my career. How about you, Nadine? I've worked in a haunted house and haunted attractions before. Absolutely loved it. I loved doing the haunting. It's, it's odd, right? Because you're in that moment, you say to yourself, and I, I did it at least, I don't know, six times, five or six times. And at that mm-hmm. moment, you say to yourself, okay, I'm behind the curtain. Right. I want to scare the people. I'm the one behind the curtain. Um, So I really enjoyed that aspect of it, knowing that I know what's through the walls and I know what's through the sheets, Mm -hmm. but they don't. Right. So I found that to be great. I really, really did. Yes, it is loads of fun, Roger. Uh, We both have worked in haunted houses and we've enjoyed it. Uh, We enjoy scaring people, apparently, (laughs) because we both did it. And it was definitely (laughs) a lot of fun. Now, now, Roger, have you worked at a I think he said he did. Uh, did he? Yeah, he said he loves to hear. You know, Roger, let us know if you did. I'd love to hear. We'd love to hear if you you have, you know, because there's so many options, you know, for haunted houses right now. Nadim, have you seen, if you go to hauntworld.com, you can see all the haunted attractions around the nation. There's a website for it. And, you know, Netherworld, which is so awesome in Atlanta. I told Capri one day I'm going to take a trip over there just to go for a weekend and go with her. One of the best premier haunted houses um, that keeps winning awards right behind Horror Night. And But, you know, but hey, I just went to Halloween Horror Night a couple weeks ago. And let me tell you, I had a good time. I went through all 10 haunted houses. And it was loads of fun as well. So definitely on both sides, you get a kick out of it. Yeah. And we were... Folks, we were uh, privately invited to a haunted mansion. Uh, so Billy and I will be going this Friday to an actual haunted mansion. <laughs> we're given an invite and we're taking them up on the offer. We will let you know how that goes. We will not be the ones doing the scaring, obviously, uh, but we're looking forward to it. <laughs> hey, Nadine, got one for you. Uh, this one's from Benson. If you could go back one year when it was your favorite Halloween, which one was it and why? My favorite Halloween. So I, I'm going to go back to when I was younger, my favorite Halloween. 
There was one Halloween in particular that I remember going in, in Miami, South Florida. Uh, in Miami Lakes, there's a place called Main Street. I'm, still, I'm sure it's still yeah. today. And, and Main Street had, you know, your Sam Goody record stores. It had a pizza parlor with an arcade. And it had a movie theater. But every mm-hmm. Halloween, they would open up a really small... I, thinking back on it now, it almost feels like it was straight out of a movie. One of those small pop-up Halloween shops. Not this huge spirit Halloween. That, mm-hmm. No, no. It was, it was a small spot. And uh, one year in particular, I must have been like 13 or 14. I went with a friend of mine, and we got dropped off. We wanted to see one of the Halloween movies that had come out, one of the Michael Myers movies. We weren't old enough to buy the tickets. We asked somebody in line to buy them for us. They did. Thank you, whoever that was. Um, and then after, so we saw the haunted the movie. My friend had some money, and he, he we went into the Halloween store, and he bought the Michael Myers mask that they were selling there <laughs> right after the movie. And I'm, I don't know what he paid for it. I don't remember, but I'm sure it was expensive. Uh, but it was just that time was it was fall outside it was cooler at that time which is typically not anymore in miami in october it's usually not cool but i remember it being cool i saw a haunted i saw a scary movie i went to a halloween shop i was excited that my friend got the mask and just that whole planning of and that was before halloween so what were we going to do of halloween but i found that to be very very enjoyable what about you billy i know we both had a lot of great halloweens it's hard to pick just one this that's a good question, because I try to make the most of every season. But now that you mentioned your child, it was a childhood. I think the question was about childhood, right, Nadine? I think it's about childhood, um, um, most, or most memorable in general. Most memorable in general. Okay. Back to one year, yeah. Mm, so the one I can remember was in middle school. Every year at Richmond Middle, here in Miami, Florida, they would do a, a Halloween contest. You could dress up. Well, my uncles had my uncle William had just come home permanently from honorable discharge from the military, and I said, "Can I borrow your jacket and I can go as a dead soldier?" So I took one of his jackets and I folded up the arm, I stapled it so it looked like I was missing an arm. I put on all this zombie makeup and everything, and then I went to the school. They were giving out prizes and everything. I won. I won first place. I won first place <laughs> for the entire school. I was so happy. It like cemented in that moment that I am, that being creepy is okay. And all my friends were excited. The school cheered me on. I had to walk in front of the assemblies. And I had to be in character. So I loved that part. And so, and, and then my friend, I remember my friend Jed, he was second place. He went as like Yoda or something. And then I remember Tamara dressed as a big can, a, a crayon. And she was walking around because <laughs> I went to the Color Ridge Mall that night and everybody was still in costumes. I didn't want to right. take off my costume. And so I just remember having that on and just enjoying it so much. It was one of my favorite, but I've had so many. I mean, every year we have fun. So I just yeah. look at each year as an opportunity, but that was one of my fun ones from my childhood. And thank you, Benson, for that question, because it made, it made us both take a moment and think back to, to a Halloween from the past that we enjoyed. So thank you yeah. for that. Have a, a great nice. question here. From Tina. Mm-hmm. Tina says, can you mention something about skeletons? Okay. Why do skeletons play a role in Halloween? <laughs> They're creepy. Yup. I know we all have one, but still, laugh out loud. Spooky, scary hmm. skeletons. Let's go, Billy. Talk to me about skeletons. So, skeletons, well, the idea of necromancy to control the dead you get two denominations of that. You get zombies, those who decayed or decaying and want to eat the living. 
and then you have skeletons that are summoned, right? Or statues. I'll put a third. Statues or other monuments that can be commanded, right? And so skeletons are the, probably the, the scariest because, A, they are part of our endoskeletal system that holds us and keeps us functioning, like Tina said. I think also, too, the fact is, because there's so much, out of all the things that I just mentioned, they're the most, they're the most needed for human life. And so I think the skeleton, to see a skeleton walking around, I actually find it quite funny. And today, it's often um, portrayed as comical because they lose a lamb, they start bouncing, they're trying to dance and function like they have skin and they don't. You know, they're moonwalking like Michael Jackson. So I think a lot of today's caricatures reinforces that idea of skeletons being humorous. And, you know, compared to the other options, which make which makes the necromancy dark and, and dreary. Wow. So I feel that they, they do that. They are creepy, but I think they're fun. And Disney did a good job at making skeletons look cool because the Disney classic of Halloween is awesome, folks. Yeah. So yeah. and it took the it takes it takes the cake on that. And then the shows that follow. Yeah, I think so. Here's the thing, Tina. I think that skeletons the same way Billy is saying, you know, you need them for life. I think skeletons are like that absolute death. They're bones, right? Mm. Because when we even think of zombies and decaying, in some cases you might see some of the bones or whatever, but they're still that decay. They're not all bones. So I think when you see a skeleton, it's it's death and a pile of bones in itself. I think it's almost like a final. And also I want to say that a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times when they bring a Grim Reaper onto a movie, a mm. show, or a description – a lot of times that hand is usually a skeletal hand. And I think that kind of adds to the feature of, hey, it's, it's death. It's final, right? So I think that's where it's definitely a creep factor. Um, it reminds me of uh, Karate Kid Part 1 during Halloween where those, the Cobra Kai, those, you know, mm-hmm. those bad kids where they dressed. in, in skeletons, a skeletal costume, and they, it looked pretty creepy. Plus, you knew they were violent, right? Because they wanted to beat up this poor kid. So that's a great question, Dina. Yeah, there's something about skeletons, but are they cute? Are they scary? I think they could be a little bit of both. Yeah, that's a good point. I love the socks, the novelty socks that come with them on. For some reason, I want to wear them. I don't know why. Go figure. And, Adim, I got a couple comments coming in from social media. I want to read some of these. So love to hear your spitfire response to some of these. So the question that we posed this week was, what is your favorite Halloween tradition, right? So Jasper says, I like the candy. I'm grown and I can still go trick-or-treating with my kids. <laughs> I wish I could go trick-or-treating, but I don't have no kids and I'm not trying to get shot at. So okay. It's when different, I, man. It's you don't, you don't show, yeah, when you're an adult, you don't show up to people's house asking for candy that you don't know. Um, uh, and hello, can we also say it's COVID is going on? So Yeah, yeah. seriously, yeah. <laughs> Uh, favorite candy for Halloween? I'm going with candy corn. Billy? It's not candy corn. That's my least favorite. <laughs> or the little pumpkins. I love the little um, pumpkins and the candy corn. No, no. Oh, I yes, like I love anything that. Anything with a chocolate and a peanut. Anything with a chocolate peanut or if I get the little Almond Joy bite size, I love uh-huh. Almond Joy. So I want the sophisticated, I want the expensive candy, not those cheap candies like the dots and the Tootsie Rolls. I don't want that stuff. You, the Tootsie Rolls. You don't want the one that comes a thousand to a bag? For, no. For a <laughs> All right. Here's another one, Nadine. Natalie says, I enjoy watching a good scary movie, movie this time of year. My favorite is Halloween, the original. Your thoughts? 
Halloween the original is a great scary movie, as is The Exorcist, as is Poltergeist. Those are all great scary movies, like old school original. Friday the 13th is definitely up there as well on my list. What about you, Billy? I go. I associate all my comments with those. I can't. I can't. I can't judge the greats. I gotta add Hellraiser though. I will put Hellraiser yeah. on that list. Yeah. You know, but I feel like I can enjoy Hellraiser all year long. So I don't want to see it in Halloween. I want to see all the other ones you just described. All right. One more. Right. Just a couple more. Nadine. Denise says I love to watch a wolf movie. Don't know why. Don't know why those get me, but they do. Your thoughts? Uh, American Werewolf in London, American Werewolf in Paris, either one of those, absolutely love them. Absolutely I'll love add those. To, how about Howling and Wolfen also? I love those yeah. as well, the Howling. Here go another one. Craig says, the season's not right without a trip to Horror Nights. Oh, Billy, you, know you would it, know Craig. that better than anybody. You go every Hello, Craig. <laughs> Craig, we'll just say this. Two weeks ago, I was getting my skur on, so thank you, Craig. <laughs> Here comes Prince. Prince says, I love carving pumpkins and eating those seeds. I had, okay, so I never had, I have never heard of that, and I've never done it since. When I was in first grade, I had a teacher that baked pumpkin seeds mm-hmm. and gave it to the kids and, and stuff like that. I don't remember her name, but I remember that she, she did it. Maybe Miss Brightwig was her name. I don't recall. But I've carved pumpkins. I've carved quite a few pumpkins in my day, Billy. What about you? Man, I'm looking for a pumpkin right now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have one yet. I need to go get one. I, I I tried to steal one when I did my Instacart order the other day and try to get one from BJ's and Costco. <laughs> and usually they were able to bring me one. They didn't have any. So I'll try to figure that out and go to maybe a pat sometime in the next three or four days. Didn't I carve one in your house a few years ago? Uh, Hello. You, you think you're going to get away from yeah, that right? this year? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to put you out there, but you know. Happy know. Halloween, oh, brother. And here's the last one. Cindy says, I have to read a scary book while it while it's that season. So I'm reading a book Billy gave me a while ago, and I only read a few stories at random, and now I'm reading it, trying to read it cover to cover, and it's really good. It's the one about the Florida spooky stories. Florida mm. spooky stories. Do you remember which one that is? Yeah. Right. So I definitely recommend that one because that was a good book. What are you reading that's spooky right now, Billy? I know you're always reading something spooky. T- 13 Tales of Halloween. Um, which I bought like two months ago and I'm now reading each story. I just read one that was so super good. And then I, I have a wretched little um, book of, of, of poems, which is arriving tomorrow that I saw on Amazon, not even 24 hours ago. So I'm looking forward to reading that as well. Some horror poems as well. And lastly, the DC comics. I'm on Comicsology, Thanks to Nadine Tabs. I'm enjoying <laughs> that too. Watching and enjoying it on my iPad Pro is just such an exciting to go through those panels and relive and live those stories. I feel like I'm actually watching a movie. Billy, I have and thank you everybody for that social media love. Those were a lot of comments in one. Thank you so much. Billy, mm-hmm. I have a question here that I think that we're gonna get a little deep with. And I know I'm looking at the time, but we have a lot of questions rolling. So Angie says, Funny thought, Halloween looks at all legends or mythological creatures or beings. But what about serial killers? They're scary, too. <laughs> so, she does have a point. <laughs> Angie, let's say this. I think it's fun to look at the mythical characters of Beast because we know that they're fanatical, they're, they're, they're imagined. You know, serial killers, sometimes that taps the inner truth of us, the realism of life. And maybe we don't want to include those. But then again, isn't that what Michael Myers is? 
or Jason Voorhees. Like I'm thinking, right. <laughs> aren't, aren't they serial killers who never get caught? So I kind of wonder, you know, like now that you think about it, we actually do, Angie, we do look at, we do have a couple on the list, although those that are mythical or legend-based are the ones that get more celebrated. But, and on that point, Billy, wouldn't vampires and werewolves also be considered serial killers? Uh, yeah. Like, they definitely would. from a werewolf, yeah. Right. Now, vampires, if they want to drink you, they want you more. If, if you keep killing off your, your stock, then you won't have any supply, right? Right, right, right. right. So right. I think there would have to be some limitations, I guess. I need you to keep right. coming back for more. So we right. can, you know, some mutual benefit. Over blood. Right. But you're right. I mean, but when they kill, they're killers. They're killing perpetually. Yeah. And, right. you know, they're targeting specific communities of folks who they want. And, yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thank you for the question. We appreciate it, Angie. Good thought. That was good. This is fun. Hey, Nadine, Karen says, my gr- grandmother loved Halloween. It used to freak out my mom and her siblings. Do any of you have grandparents or elders who love the holiday as much as you? No, I have a grandmother who absolutely hated it when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Cuban grandmother that was like, you don't ever, none of you, I never want to see, she was, you know, Catholic, very, you know, religious. I don't want to see anybody of you dressing as the devil. That's sacrilege. Don't dress as the devil. And I'm like, Really? There's worse things you could dress as than the devil, right? That is but, true. Yeah, my my grandmother was not my grandfather didn't really he just, you know, thought it was a silly thing. He 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 was okay with it. But my grandmother was very much like don't dress like a demon, don't dress like a devil. So th- there was that. So did any of my grandparents love Halloween? Uh no. What about you, Billy? Any My grandmother loved it. it. Oh my god, did my she? my grandparents loved it. Like in fact, that's where I get it from. My grandmother, I would watch her reading Stephen King books growing up. We were allowed, I was, you know, I was allowed to watch some scary stuff that wasn't rated R back in the day. But once I became 16, I was introduced to like the real stuff and I would watch it with her. And like to this day, if I were to call her right now, she's probably watching sci-fi or something. Like she loves horror. My mom loves horror as well. Um, so I grew up loving it. Like I was embraced by those two women. My grandfather was neither here nor there with it, but he was okay with it. Mm-hmm. But we were always encouraged to dress up. They actually would decorate the house. My mom and my grandparents would decorate the house with Halloween stuff. We would decorate the yard. We would come over and do the candy giving for them and scare the kids and they would come up, you know, in our, in our teenage and, and, and early 20s. So those things were celebrated. So I actually grew up in a family that actually loved it and embraced it to this day. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Got a question here for you from Susie. Good question, Susie. Do you think Halloween has gotten too high tech with all the animatronics and gadgets for Scaredom? For me, no. I'll tell you why. Because I like being able to see something new. Because of technology, we're able to see a new invention or a movement of something that looks real or fake. And in the dark, it looks all the same, spooky. So, and now we're using holograms. Have you yeah. seen the Dean, some of the holograms on YouTube? Like some guy, every year he takes his house and he does like this entire, like this year he did Ghostbusters. And it's the entire front facade of the house is transformed to a Ghostbusters haunt. You're like watching a movie and it's like it's happening live, but it's all holograms. It's oh, wow. It's super awesome. And he does it every year for the past six years on different themes. And so I think it's super great that we actually have these options. It, it is our modern times. We're living in a digital world. Why not let Halloween enjoy it too? Yeah, I, I so I agree with you with the animatronics when it comes to haunted house and decor and whatever. 
here's where I think things have gotten too high tech sometimes. Um, some horror movies have too much CGI. And I, and I don't care for the too much CGI. When you have a horror movie, I, I want to see the actual werewolf. I don't want to see a computerized version of it, right? So in some as- for those aspects, I believe when it comes to movies or shows, maybe there's a little too much yeah. CGI and maybe less makeup artistry that goes into it. But definitely for Halloweens and for the haunts, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. all down for those animatronics and those gadgets. Yeah, absolutely. If it makes it more realistic specifically, yeah. Nadine, remember the movie It? I love that movie because those special effects were crazy for the time. My oh, yes, goodness, they were. they were. You know, and to your point, like there were no, there was, there was none of those the 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 technology what you you're describing the, anima, the animation technology then. Right. We had some real special effects. Yes, yes. And so you're you're right on that. I have to agree. And folks, we can't forget. I will agree to that to the add this too. And final comment on that, and that is. I really feel that we also need to realize that great scaredom doesn't require us to be always the monster. So we can play right. on it. We can teeter on the fence between those two. Sometimes you get some great stuff. Yeah. You know, what's a good example of that Billy and you and I have talked about this at length, mm-hmm. a witch was a great movie and it did oh. not have that CGI extra CGI animatronic stuff. No, no, no. And it was a very good movie. And that creep factor was through the roof. That is true. Yeah. And I will say one more, Nadine. I'm watching America Horror Story Season 10 Part 2, and at first, I dogged it, y'all. I'm going to be honest. But season <laughs> episode two last two nights ago, okay, now, now I'm a fan. Now you're with now it. I'm a fan. Now you're oh, a fan. Oh, yeah. We Let's definitely need to talk about that soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Got one here for you from Ginger. Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. name, Ginger. What part of the holiday excites you guys the most? For one, our show <laughs> that we're going to talk yeah, about. That's it. true. And then yeah. two, just the idea that there's so much exposure to what Halloween could offer us and how we can celebrate it. I, I'm excited about every little thing. I walk into a store or I watch it online. I'm surfing online and I Target has a sale, even if it's in one of my e my e spams. And I get, oh wow, it's Halloween. Let me see what the Halloween goodies look like, the deals they have. I don't know why I'm like excited about that. Or the dollar store has stuff. Let me walk in dollar store so I can see the Halloween owl. You know. So I get excited when those things, and of course, going to the haunted attractions and yeah. and, and, festi- and, and, and feasting and festivities with friends. Those things are all my favorites. Yeah, I I like the the whole. Well, it's two. It's thirty one days and then thirteen days of Halloween, where they come out with all these different specials and stuff that you can't get year round. Love right. that. The different candies, chocolates, and stuff that come out this is, that they have that they don't typically come out with throughout the year. So those specialty candies, That's I enjoy true. that too. It, really, I enjoy the that feeling of fall, the atmosphere of something new and exciting. Of what are they going to release and what are they going to drop and what they're going to come out with, and even different restaurants and you know, fast food places come out with their own Halloween meals and stuff like that. And I, I, I listen. I remember being younger. And McDonald's would give those Happy Meals with those toy chicken McNuggets dressed as a, a Dracula and a ghost and stuff like that. So I just love all aspects of the holiday. I love to be immersed in the holiday. Mm, I guess that's it. what I like about it the most. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And Adine, John says today is National Haunted Houses Day. I didn't even know that was a day. At least Me that neither. is what one of my estranged friends says is a national holiday. Why are haunted houses such a focus in Halloween? 
I think that everybody associates Halloween with a creep factor and with being scared. And what better way to be scared than to go to a haunted house? Now, some people do their own haunted tours, which in some cases can be a hell of a lot scarier than a, than a haunted house. Um, but I think that people just associate Halloween with haunting and the spirit world and ghosts and all of these things that we talk about, all these iconic things that we've talked about. And I think that's the association why there's such a focus. And honestly, a lot of people enjoy going to haunted houses during Halloween time so that they can immerse themselves in the holiday. What do you think, Billy? I love that. You know, I'll just add to that, the fact that people like to go and challenge their fears or face them. In it in houses and as far as an attraction, you know it's one way to do that and to exercise that. Now to go to an actual haunted space, those who are enthusiasts will do it because again they want to challenge those fears, but they're also fascinated with history and they want to get a glimpse of perhaps the unknown. If we're on the fence or the precipice of something possibly touching us beyond another world, they'd like to be the first to experience it. And I also would also say that it just provides us a reminder. You know, buildings and spaces and all other incredible places are all human made and they all have stories. And sometimes if we're not careful, the stories that we find out may not be the ones we want to hear. And we perhaps can become part of those stories. And if we become part of those stories, whether tragedy or through natural causes, what does that encourage? Yet another haunted house. And so I think that it's, John, that's a great question. There's just so many reasons to celebrate it, but Halloween also has its roots in Victorian and Celtic um, traditions where haunted houses and haunted spaces and castles and the whole gothic things that we know and celebrate today, you know, these were very cold places. Castles weren't comfortable, yeah. folks. And right. so definitely they make for great spaces for haunting. Absolutely right. Oh, I have a question here from Justin. Thank mm-hmm. you, Justin, for your question. It says, I love anything vampire-based as far as stories. What icon or icons do you think are the most popular representations of American Halloween? So it's specifically American Halloween. Mm. If you ask me, Frankenstein, you know, yeah. Dracula, a witch, a werewolf, a mummy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty basic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty basic. Pretty A skeleton every now and again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a but zombie, maybe. But we got to tell them why, though, the demon. The reason why is because Universal Studios Pictures, Correct. you know, the, the pre-Golden Age, they really brought in an understanding, through, starting with silent films, the idea of horror, and including Nosferatu as a you know, derivative of the vampire. And so that really cemented in America the iconic images that to this day are celebrated, hence Universal Studios Halloween Horror Night, while they like to celebrate the, the, the historic icons as well. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you know full well, Billy, I bought that shirt with the classic monsters from Universal. Ah oh, yeah, the front was it? Yeah, that's the topic one, right? Yeah, yeah, I wore it today. Oh, look, it's our good buddy Max. Max says, "I remember my childhood <laughs> holidays. They were simple and fun. I remember trick or treating at the neighborhood mall. What does Halloween look like today in 2021?" Well, Max, since March 2020, we've been wearing COVID masks, so Halloween was going on. <laughs> We've been wearing <laughs> Halloween Ain't that has been truth. part of that. Yeah, but I would also say that today Halloween looks like a combination of videos, Halloween virtual parties, Halloween escape rooms, as well as traditions of wearing costumes and having parties and celebrations, party favors and costumes and candy and good edible food, um, all good stuff. And of course, we can't forget the attractions. I think we have so many more things on the menu today than we did before, and that makes it exciting. 
I agree with you. I agree with you. I think 2021 is people have become more creative. Those drive-through haunted attractions are actually uh, phenomenal. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. that's always that is right. really good. And I think that's going to be a little bit more commonplace. And you know what? I think people are okay with that. Yeah. I think that's people are okay with the creative. Yeah, with the creative ways they come up with celebrating it. I think they're okay with that. Especially in in progressive cities, where we don't get hate rides. Correct. So maybe that's our equivalent that's to a right. hate ride. That's and we point. like the comfort of the AC in our vehicle. <laughs> We do. It is hot as hell here. Okay. We like the AC. We don't want to go to a haunted house and sweat. We like it to be cold down here. In the, that's what we need. In the 305, we need a cold. That's what it is. <laughs> hey, our last couple of questions here. We're going to fire, spitfire them. How did witches become a focus in Halloween history? We actually discussed this earlier, Jessica. We did. And the fact we that did. we talked about earlier in the show that, you know, you know, just the, from the combination of women who were outcasted or unique from the tradition of women's roles in a society from Celtic view to our, our modern time, and then today using some of their domestic icons and elements to represent them, that pretty much summarizes it. Yeah, yeah, and also, I mean, when it comes to uh, the witches and the focus of the witches in Halloween, I mean, witches go back to, they're mentioned in the Bible, so... You know. That's right. There she was. And in Greek mythology, too. There was um, Circe. Circe was a witch. She Mm -hmm. was the, the, you know, the goddess of sorcery. Um, Our last question is one that we've pretty much covered. Can you explain a bit about the Celtic origins of Halloween? And I don't know, I didn't know until recently, uh, from Samson, of course, how much Mm -hmm. of modern day Halloween comes from. And you know, Samson, that's a good way to segue to tell you all to listen back to this show. We are not only going to be available on Blog Talk or Everyday Folks Radio. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Spreaker to hear us and, and listen back to the show. We just want to remind you, too, the Demon are not going to be everywhere. You know, this is our month, so we've got a busy schedule. We want you to be back on October 22nd because that night, two weeks from tonight, we're going to be doing scary, story, uh, uh, scary ghost stories. So if you have a, fair, a favorite scary ghost story or a real one you'd like to share in 35 words or fewer, message those to us via email or through our Instagram. And the other item that I wanted to share with you is, is on October 27th from 6 to 7 p.m. We're going to be hosting in collaboration with Broward College's Alumni and Friends Network. We're, uh, Nadim is it's going to be in the panel. Um, my former college student, um, uh, Noah McDonald, and I, uh, as moderator, we'll be having a great conversation on a, it's called a chat about horror. And it's going to be the you know, things that go bump at the night, a chat about horror. And so we're super excited for that one hour segment, Zoom registration, virtual course event, but the Zoom registration will be provided via everydayfolksradio.com. Go and check it out and support us. And folks, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all the love from Nadine Tabsh. Thank you for listening and stay spooky. And for my friend, Billy Jones. Brother, it is always a pleasure to share this moment. And may the the season be as spectacular as ever. See you all soon.